Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Woman in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and our Wonder Women in Business podcast gives a voice to the woman who has a story that is meaningful, moving, and compelling. We share their stories, or rather, they share their stories with the world. So, in their shining, they give permission to others to shine. Today's guest is a woman who tickles my funny bone. Her name is Anne Gallagher, and she is a trained lawyer and journalist who spent many years consulting with law firms and other professional services organizations. When we have this conversation, Anne is going to share the new chapter in her life, the direction that she's going in. However, we're going to start at the beginning. So we want to invite Anne into this conversation. And Anne, we want to ask you to start by telling us your story, that story of the younger Anne and her journey to where you are now. Go as far back as you can, thinking about those things in your childhood that started to shape and form your unique you. Natalie, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you and your listeners. I hope I I truly do have something meaningful, moving, and compelling to share. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) Because certainly a lot of people, women and men, have helped me along my journey, and I'd like to be able to give back in some way. So when I think about my life, I had a wonderful childhood growing up in Wisconsin with two loving, caring parents. And I um, lived a little bit of Americana. I grew up as a trusting, kind person who thought about that everyone had goodness in them. And so that was how I kind of came into my life, that good things happen, people are good, expect the best, and everything falls into place. I'm suspecting that there is a twist to this plot. So we want to kind of know about some of your transitions. So coming in with that very idealistic, open personality, I'm sure that you began to see things differently as you moved from Wisconsin into different spaces. Well, walk I went us through. through. Yeah, walk us through some of walk that. Walk us through more. You want more? Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I, I did. I went to school at the University of Wisconsin. I received two degrees. I had just a wonderful opportunity to study abroad. I studied in the south of France. Uh, it opened up my cultural horizons. I also, during law school, worked in London for a summer and earn some credit and just love traveling. And I have to tell you, Natalie, my sense of the goodness of people continued uh, to that point. And, you know, I had a a lovely career and met, you know, wonderful people in the legal marketing and professional services marketing sphere, but that isn't the story I came today to tell. So the story that I wanted to tell, and you referenced the new chapter of my life, which is Uh, very apt because that chapter is a manuscript. So I've just completed a manuscript and I'm working to get literary representation if I can and get it published and bring this larger story to the world because 
what happened to me as life went on was this wonderful trusting person met the most charming beguiling man who defrauded me and my wonderful life became a true crime story and that is the manuscript i've written and i want to share that story with people as i start this journey of trying to get this work published because i think it will help people but it also i sure learned a lot i mean i got life handed to me and i got it handed to me hard and i dealt with issues like betrayal and shame uh embarrassment and i had to find a way to the other side and, and that's the story i'd like to talk to you about today wow that is tremendous and and certainly um the complete opposite of what you probably expected your life to be and i i think many women do find themselves in situations that they're like how did i get here what led me to this space so be before we twist into the manuscript in the midst of the crisis that you found yourself in what or who was it that sort of helped you get your bearings find your footing you know was there someone who helped you to pull yourself out of that mire or you know what was that like help us understand yeah um i think the nice way of saying what happened to me is the defecation hit the ventilation okay <laughs> i i i have a visual you have that. a visual you know i'm drawing a picture and, and there were several angels along the way who helped me one at the time was i had an assistant who i think literally saved my life mm. another was the criminal lawyer I hired when things started getting really, really bad. And, um, you know, lawyers sometimes get a bad rap, but there are some extraordinary people out there. And this particular individual also saved me. Um, I'll, I'll give you a little more intrigue in that uh, along the way, I met an FBI agent because there was a FBI investigation into my husband. And um, I think the government had my back and helped me through a very, very challenging situation where I eventually became a government witness against him, my, my husband, this wonderful, charming person. Um, and, and so, like I say, it, it got pretty thorny and hard, uh, but there, there were people who were there, you know, to, to help me through it. And without those people, I would not be here today. I truly believe that. What was maybe the most unexpected type of support that you found helpful because you know as women too even especially in this I, I can't even imagine this situation but they're one of two things you either say nothing and you shrink away you sort of disappear um or you you find yourself um maybe taken advantage of by people or gaining a label from people. So All even in, in, in the middle of crisis, you, you're doing a lot of defensive tackle work, but, but you also need the right support. All, all of the above, you know, happened and were true. Um, and what I experienced was, was really the sense of loss of self. Like you say, mm -hmm. I, I 
stopped talking to people. I became so ashamed of what had been ha- what was happening to me. Essentially, my own husband signed my name on loans, um, forged my name, and obligated me to hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Um, and that's just one of the things. He, he also spelled my name wrong, which I guess proves the point that criminals are not the smartest people. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so where were we? I'm losing my train of thought. This was the loss of self and you oh, know. the loss of self. I, I became so ashamed that I had been defrauded. I thought I was a smart, successful person. And I couldn't believe that this was happening to me. And I wasn't sure how I was going to get out of it. And so I didn't tell people mm-hmm. what was happening because I was so ashamed. And so I had this assistant, um, I, I refer to her as Paz, um, who was my confidant who I could tell anything to, who was there for me 24 seven and got me through this situation. We got through it together. I mean, yes, I paid her, but it wasn't the money I was paying her. We we became compatriots in trying to navigate all the frauds that had per- been perpetrated against me and, and get me out of this really difficult situation. Wow. Well, thank goodness for having a confidant and having the courage to reach out to someone for help, uh, because that's that's really important. Now, would you say in all of this and through your experience that there was a moment when you found your calling or your your purpose or your, you know, what there's some transformation that happened here and you know, um, you go from the gullible to the 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 abused and the, you know, to what? What was that transformative piece that well, we should understand? Yeah, I'll, I'll say too, I didn't I didn't know I was gullible because I didn't know what was happening. Mm. Um, I, I literally got a call from the bank. You know, I didn't know that I had been defrauded. And so this was something I had to combat throughout the entire journey that people thought either I was complicit with my husband's frauds. I knew about it. I was stupid. I I was an unwitting participant to someone who was forging my name on various loans. And when I found out, I I didn't know what to do. You know, I I was panicked, absolutely panicked. Um, But you asked another question. What was the other part of that question? I asked about that transformative piece. Oh, right. Like, so now what is this calling for you? What is this purpose? What what did that whole journey and experience lead to for Ann Gallagher? Thank you, Natalie. So at first I thought when I found out about the first fraud, he had essentially quit claimed or transferred the title of a house to himself and stripped out all the equity. Um and I unwittingly, you know, assumed that debt. Um, I just thought I'll work harder, you know, and I, at the time I had two kids and I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll just, he, he said he was really sorry when I confronted him, I believed him, which, you know, was something that I probably should not have done. There, there was this one quote that I read that said, the lion is most handsome when looking for food. You know, he, he was so charming and good looking and handsome that, I, I cut him a lot of slack. The other thing that was going on at the time is he developed cancer and everyone felt very, very sorry for him. And so I felt I was stuck. And so I thought, you know what, I'll just work harder and I'll pay off the debt. 
and no one will know. And I'll, I'll just keep working harder and harder. But you asked for kind of a, you know, a, a point where the fire turned on. And um, Gloria Steinem wrote a book. And the book was called, The Truth Will Set You Free, But First It Will Piss You Off. And that was my moment of transformation when I got pissed off. And, and it's really an incredible story, which I'll compress a little bit. I uh, one day got a call from the bank that they were foreclosing on an office building I owned. I had my own business. I was consulting. I owned the office building. And they said, you know, we can't find the um, release of loan for this half million dollar loan. I said, well, I never took out a half million dollar loan, but it had been recorded at the Cook County Recorder of Deeds. And my trustee assistant, Paz, looked it up um, you know, on the database and said to me, Gallagher, this is really bad. It's really, really bad, Gallagher. I said, what, what do you mean? She goes, I, I know who holds the paper on this loan. And you know, his name ends in a vowel. It was a mobster. It was a low-level mobster. And so again, I thought, by this point, I had learned that my husband was not the best of people. And so I didn't tell him but we filed a fraudulent loan complaint with the Cook County State's attorney. And then I hired a lawyer to get rid of this fraudulent loan against me, half a million dollars. And I didn't tell him. And so one day, and because things had developed in the way they did, I didn't tell him a lot of things because it was like living with the enemy. So one day I came home and he said to me, you know, you got to stop this stuff with Jeff. And I said, I don't, I don't know a Jeff, but of course I did. Well, Jeff apparently, you know, had gotten my lawyer had contacted him. The state's attorney's office had contacted him and he was mad. So he went to my then husband and said, you better tell her to stop this. So my husband said to me, you, you got to stop it. And in fact, we we're going to meet with Jeff and talk about a repayment plan. And at this point, it was probably the third fraudulent loan that he had put up against me. And I just, something snapped. And I said to him, we're not meeting with Jeff and I'm going to divorce you. Like I'm done. I, I can't take you through cancer. I can't do anything anymore. And he said to me, well, you don't have the courage. And that one line, mm. I dare you Steinem would say, mm. pissed me off and something clicked. And I thought, no more. I'm going to get redemption. I am taking care of business. And I went and did just that. Wow. Well, I applaud you. Uh, but you know, you, you, it got, it got all the way up here and you were like, enough is enough. That's right. So, moving forward, you would say, you know, you learned a lot of things and you said that. As along the way, yeah, you did a lot of new things as well. Um, what is something that you learned recently after the chaos, the tornado, the hurricane? What is something new that you recently learned? Maybe it's about you. Maybe it's about something else in your new orbit. But share something that is new to you and hopefully new positive to you. <laughs> hey, I'm here to, to tell the story. And, and that is very positive. But what, what I learned and, and, you know, I hate to default to a quote again, but there, there are a couple good ones that I've picked up over time. So I'm going to, I'm going to repeat something that Martin Luther King Jr. said. 
He said, our lives begin to end the day we stay silent about things that matter. Mm. And what I learned in writing this manuscript and in getting started on this project is that there's a term called, it's not financial abuse, it's financial infidelity. And it's very common. Um, Some studies say as many as, uh, as much as uh, could be 40% of partners hold financial secrets Mm. from each other. And this is a trend that seems to be growing. If you Google it, as I have, you, you can find all this information about this growing trend of financial infidelity where partners, whether, you know, they be business partners, romantic partners, whatever it may be, hide secrets, financial secrets from one another. And it goes beyond just Mm -hmm. taking out a credit card or doing too much shopping. It's what happened to me. And perhaps mine is the extreme example, taking out loans in someone else's name, defrauding people. And, you know, in reading the surveys, um, I think it's almost 90% of the people surveyed say, that financial infidelity is as bad or worse than sexual infidelity. It's a betrayal that puts a stain, it puts a mark Mm. on people. And I think sends people into tailspins that I went into, such as shame, you know, the feelings of shame and betrayal. Right. Absolutely. So, so I guess to sum that up, I learned to, to stay silent Mm. is to hide the things that matter. And I feel like I have an opportunity to talk, use my own story to, to tell others about these important things. Using your voice for good. Using my voice for good. Yes. Absolutely. What is a routine then, Anne? You know, because wellness comes to mind now with all of this, taking care of yourself, making sure that you are your best self for yourself and for the kids, your children, you mentioned two children, what is a routine that you practice or follow every day? What is it that helps you with your self-care? That, that's a good question. I think uh, staying active and staying positive. So that, that young girl who grew up in Wisconsin, she's back. She still mm-hmm. thinks the best of people because to not do so would mean someone else has won against me. And I have one because I have self, I have self-esteem and and I I do stay active. I um, am a really active tennis player. This summer I'm on three traveling teams. So, so if I have a routine, it's usually involving tennis, um, which is a great way to stay uh, fit and mentally and physically. Absolutely. I love that because you really do need to have that outlet uh, as well. And it's it's competitive enough for you to burn that, uh, get the adrenaline going and wax some balls, baby. <laughs> well, and what absolutely excites you now? What are you excited about? You know, this new and where you are, what you're doing, what what one thing, and it could be something small, excites you. So I think most of my career, so I've, you know, been in business for 30 plus years, you know, I've heard that people can have second acts and new chapters, but I didn't necessarily believe it. And now um, my, my current self just feels very excited about working on new projects, interacting with different people, trying new things. The publishing journey 
it is really interesting. It's something that I didn't know about. And so I've taken classes and, you know, writing classes and classes on how to publish, you know, et cetera. And it's just, it's a whole new world to explore. And I'm very excited about being part of it, you know, a small part of it, but a part of it nonetheless. Well, I think you'll be a big part of it. So uh, I'm excited for you. And I think it's it's wonderful to have this amazing second act. You just don't know where where it could go, but it's yours to move it in the direction that you want it to go. So all of this brings me to authenticity. Mm. And, you know, being your authentic self, which I'm sure you are <laughs> right now. But what would you say to another woman about the importance of being authentic? What does it mean in your life right now? Um, hmm. I think when we decide to be authentic, and for me, that means telling this story. Um, I open myself up to bigger and better relationships, mm. real happiness, real success. And I think it's important because I really believe that behind every life, every meaningful life, there has to be some kind of worthwhile pain. And all of us go through pain. And if I want to give advice to others, it's this, that you must move forward, especially when it hurts. When you're in a place that you don't want to be, you must find a way to move forward. And I think that is when you find your true authentic self. I think that's true moving forward, even when it hurts yeah. and recognizing that behind every meaningful, and that's the key, meaningful life, there's got to be that worthwhile pain. Wow. Right. And I, I think in my own situation, just to give it a little color is I was wounded and hurting mm. and I didn't know what to do. And I didn't understand that that pain could be worthwhile. And I think a lot of women, a lot of people are in situations that hurt a great deal. And I wanted to understand why. The why. The why. And that was part of my journey. Why did this happen? Why did this happen to me? How can it make sense? How can I be better because of these terrible things that happened to me? And, and you know, I found an answer. I found several answers. And I think we can all find answers in our own redemption if we move forward. But that's the key. I mean, yeah, you can have your pity party and, you know, stay at home and cry, but you've got to get up and move move ahead no matter what. And, and if you can't, ask someone to help you. Mm. And if you're the helper, like Paz, my friend Paz was, help. You know, it, it is a gift beyond measure. It is a gift beyond measure. More than just lip service, really helping. Help. Right. And I think that is the cycle that we're in. Sometimes we're the, the one laying wounded on the floor. And sometimes we're the one picking our friend up. 
and, and that is a cycle and we will be all those things as we move move ahead in life nobody gets a pass right nobody gets a pass it just comes at different times in different phases and at different stages but nobody gets a pass but you no. have to move forward despite the pain and i think that's that's so important yeah not folding up the tents this young girl from wisconsin is nope. back. <laughs> so, back and this this has been great so you know i i know our listeners have walked away with a lot of omg moments um <laughs> hearing your story and just listening to the conviction and the resilience um of you know where where you've been and where you are today if they want to reach out to you and stay in touch or contact you what's the best way for them to do that well certainly linkedin is a common way to do so but i also welcome uh emails and people can email me at my name ann gallagher and it's ann with an e Gallagher is G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R, the number eight after that at gmail.com. And I would be happy to start building a community. So I am, as part of my author's journey, going to put a website back up and, you know, have a mailing list. And so I'm beginning to create that author's platform and I welcome help and support from anybody who is interested in my story. We really believe in the power of storytelling. It is life-changing and life-saving. So uh, congratulations on that. And, you know, as you quoted, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. (laughs) I love that. And Uh, you know what? That's actually Gloria Steinem's book. That's the title. And then there's like a a colon and it says a memoir. I mean, what a force of nature. What right. a force of nature. Well, thank you for being a force of nature. I really enjoyed our conversation today and I know many others did. So thank you so much for walking us through your journey. We are excited about your second act and your new chapter. And we've learned so much about financial infidelity and the how could this happen to me uh, situation. So thank you for telling your story. We enjoyed it and wishing you the very best as you move forward with your manuscript and that story. (laughs) Thank you, Natalie. It's been a pleasure. And again, I want to thank you and Susan for all the good you do with this podcast. Thank you. Take care.